Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. All right, here we go. Shotgun for Trevor. Inside hand off to Travis Etienne. Into the end zone. Touchdown! One. Hold on, hold on, we got a flag. We got a flag, hold on, hold on. It's on them, coach, he's on them. Hey, let's go for two, go for two, hey. go for two. Get the offense ready. Doug Peterson's gonna take the penalty and leave the offense out there and go for two because they're gonna get the ball at the one yard line. Oh, got a nice little gap right there. Come on, JT. They hand it to ETN, he is into the end zone and Jacksonville is taking the lead. Got it. Great job, man. Head coach Doug Peterson mic'd up against the New York Giants. You can check out that full episode now on Jaguars.com. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday morning. Ashlyn, Brian, and John here with you. Lots to talk about. A trade occurred uh, yesterday afternoon that we have a lot to talk about. I know it's um, it's big news. It's surprising news in a sense. Why don't we just let you jump right into big things today (laughs) instead of rambling for 10 minutes? Absolutely. All right, let's get into big things. Big thing one is James Robinson traded to the New York Jets. They're getting a conditional six-round draft pick for the trade. We're going to talk at great length next segment about what this means for James Robinson, the Jaguars move, and what this means for the current running back room. So let's go into big thing two, which is unrelenting optimism. Despite a four-game losing streak, the vibe in this building is still somewhat high. I mean, higher than you would expect for a four-game losing streak because because we've seen the opposite end of that. Tyson Campbell on why it's so high in this building. You know, when adversity hits, um, you know, not everybody, you know, uh, handles it the same. So, you know, as a team, we feel like when we hit adversity, that's the the perfect time where we got to just, you know, embrace each other and and come together as a group. And finally, big thing three is get them back. Turnovers at one point this season were the definition of what this Jaguars defense is, and they have been totally absent the past couple of weeks. Coach Peterson and how the defense can get back to that identity. The other thing, too, is just, um, you know, we, we've got to understand as players, too, that, you know, we, we've got to do our best to create turnovers. We can punch at a football or, or, or you know, uh, swipe at a football or some of these tip passes are just kind of falling out of reach of our players, you know, uh, getting hands on the quarterback, getting sacks, whatever it is, we've we've got to, you know, we've got to be able to figure that out. And sometimes they do come in bunches, um, but we've got to get back to what we did, I think, in the first part of the season, how we started the season with with getting after the quarterback, creating turnovers, and again, uh, understanding what our players do best. The Jaguars getting ready to play a game in London against the Denver Broncos on Sunday, getting ready to leave for that game tomorrow. And truthfully, I haven't even really thought about the game, to be honest, because this James Robinson news has been the storyline so far this week. We'll we'll transition to the game later on today, but that is the overarching thing everyone is talking about this week, Brian. I guess so. (laughs) Um, I thought it was a good move on the Jaguars' part because it was clear to me that James was not going to be the kind of back that – Doug Marone is going to use. I mean, James is a guy who gets stronger as the game goes along. He needs 25 carries. Who's going to get 25 carries, especially with Travis Etienne? So for the Jaguars to get something for a guy that they gave nothing for, um, and let's be honest, he had a short shelf life here. 
because he's not that kind of back that Doug's going to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found a home for him, and it's a good opportunity for him. It's good for them. I think it's a statement, John, and, and the statement is is that Doug is going to remake this team in the image of a team that he wants to coach, that he believes will win. And James didn't necessarily fit that, even though he'd been the most productive player around here for the last two years. Yeah, I think if if he'd been in the first year of, his, of a four-year deal, oh, yeah, I don't think different. this move's made. Um, the other reality is in the NFL right now, he's coming up on a contract, meaning in, in February or March – you're going to have to sit down and figure out what to pay him. Uh, right now in the NFL, if you're on that second contract moment, you better be Zeke Elliott, big-time guy. Yeah. And James Robinson was a very productive player, but he's not seen around the NFL as that level of running back, certainly, that you pay, that you, you know, this team isn't strapped against the cap. But it doesn't have this cap space that it did last year to just sort of give that money away freely. I'd, it, if he would have signed a long-term deal, it was going to be a a big push and pull over worth on each side. So I don't think it was going to happen here. So with 10 games left, it makes it, it makes sense to do it. I don't know that I would have done it because I, I'm not a big six-round pick guy. I'm, I'm not sure that it has that kind of value. But I understand if you do value those, which this team does – then I understand why they made the move. Mm-hmm. Much more to talk about with the running back situation in our next block. Let's go to big thing too, which is the optimism in this building. And I think that's a testament to Coach Peterson because Tyson Campbell mentioned on Monday, while yes, they are working to win every single game and it's a one-week mindset, every player also has the big picture of what this team and organization are trying to beat. Tyson mentioned it, that Coach Peterson talks about that. Hey, this is bigger than just this season. And I think when you hear players talk about that, it's definitely coming through in the meeting room. On Sundays – the losses are crushing. Uh, when you go back on Monday, if you do, and watch the tape and watch what – you see this thing is coming, right? I mean, you, yeah, you, you look and find a player who didn't play well. And then you see that, it well, it was Trayvon Walker who didn't play the run very well or Devin Lloyd who struggled against the run in Philadelphia. And you realize, well, they're rookies. They're coming. This thing is on its way. There are still a couple of things that need to be added to it. But the optimism is based on reality, not just – hopeless mm-hmm. you know affection it's right. real when you see it they've still got things to do but it's coming hopeless affection was my nickname in high school <laughs> um, glad but, I could set you up but it, uh, I, I don't know if I'd call it unrelenting optimism I think there is remaining optimism I think it's there uh, it's not just rah 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 right now it's we got to get stuff fixed mm-hmm. in the long run with this franchise right now I'm not I am so not worried about the offense. The offense is, is is ranked seventh in total yards in the league. They had six drives over 60 yards the other day. I think they're going to add a couple of pieces in the offseason and get this offense really going because I don't think they have, outside of Travis Etienne, elite breakaway touchdown guy on offense yet. You're right. About add that. one of those, and boy, they're going offensively. Um, defensively is a thing right now. I mean, you haven't had a – a turnover in three games, and you also have given up 400 yards the last two games in different ways. Uh, Doug talked, I think it was Monday, he talked about going back and figuring out game plan-wise if they're doing the right things. And I'm paraphrasing that. I hope I'm getting it right, but that was the gist of it. Uh, Defense right now is the issue on this team. But there are answers on the field. You have young players, guys like Tyson Campbell, guys like Andre Sisco, Lloyd, and... Um, 
Trayvon Walker. Yeah, that guy. You've got some things around which you can really build. And you've got some beef inside. You can fix it. To me, I think maybe it's some scheme. I think there's some things that, as you mentioned, Doug did. That's what it seemed like yeah, on Monday. It's the they're, big they're, picture. Well, and then I mentioned on Monday is you had that one rollout play on the on the field goal drive that made it a six-point game so that the Jaguars couldn't just kick a field goal and tie it and send to overtime. Where Trayvon Walker's the outside linebacker, and Daniel Jones rolls to his side mm-hmm. on a 15-yard gain, and he runs away from it. Just runs away from it. But there's something there that's that's got to be translated better. It's so, both. They're looking at scheme, but Doug, the side we ran, the uh, clip, side, I said – TV That's the guy. word you like. Yeah. Um, when you talk about when he said players need to figure out a way to punch the ball out, players got to make plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got to make big plays. They got to get pressure. They got to make plays in the moment. It's what this team hasn't done yet this year. Especially the guys that you expect to make the plays. Yeah. The stars of the defense, if we will. All right, and that is big things when we come back. A big look at this running back room now that James Robinson has been traded to the New York Jets coming up on Jaguars Drive Time. For nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com today for all available inventory. We're back, Jaguars drive time on a Wednesday morning, taking a big picture look at this Jaguars running back room with the departure of James Robinson to the New York Jets for a conditional six-round draft pick. That leaves, which we already knew that was the case. We talked about this on Monday at great length, that Travis Etienne, is your guy, and that was a big reason on why this trade happened, if the only reason. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lead this by the stat that I think defines why this move was made. Um, and this is boring because I'm sitting looking at my phone reading a story that I wrote earlier this, this week. This man comes with research. Um, James Robinson didn't carry on Sunday, but over the last a few games, uh, four games I guess it is, averaged 7.5 carries for 27.5 yards. ETN during the same span, 10.5 carries. So three more carries, but 82 yards. <laughs> so, it, and that's not to knock James Robinson, um, but within the scheme of what they're doing, Travis ETN is, it, is clearly the guy they're going to be using with no other player explosive on the field right now. And not a knock on the receivers, but we haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. At some point, if you're Doug Peterson, somebody comes to you and says, hey, we need to go more with Robinson. He goes, how? Do you want to take ETN on the field? And he's not saying, boy, I don't like James Robinson. He's saying, how in the world can I take Travis off the field right I now? I can't. That, and, and that, that's a very, so I think that's really the gist of it. Totally agree. There's also, when Jamichael Hasty got the carry, on which he scored the 61-yard touchdown in Indianapolis, my first thought was, I wonder why he's out there instead of James. Because he he's fast. Right. Exactly. And that's and, really the bottom line. And that's it. Even though James scored the 50-yard touchdown in Los Angeles when it was perfectly blocked, and Jamichael's was perfectly blocked, he didn't have to make any moves. He just hit the hole, and he was gone. But that was a telling sign. You know, doing this for three decades, you look for things. And, and when he's out there, I thought, well, okay, James is falling down. We'd seen his carries go, right? Mm-hmm. Then in the second quarter, Jermichael Hasty gets his first carry of the season instead of James Robinson. So I filed that one away. So I'm not surprised by this. And here's the other thing. They drafted Snoop Connor. He's not been active, right? But he's on the active roster. Well, at some point, they were going to get him on the field. You would right? want to, yeah. You'd you want to get him on the field. 
And for all the other reasons we talked about at the top of the show, there are reasons why they moved on. John gave you the numerical side of it. I just gave you the, the, the personnel side of it. And then the top of it is, is that this is not a team that's going to give the ball to Travis Etienne 25 times. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't give it to James Robinson 25 times. He's not going to have the best chance to be the best kind of running back he is mm-hmm. here. Right. So they found another home for him. Right. And I've seen the big argument is, God forbid, what if something happens to Travis Etienne and what if he's off the field? Now you're screwed if you're the Jaguars. Uh, you've got your Michael Hastings really speed. He may not be the same player. Obviously he's not. He was not a first-round pick. And, and people should keep that in mind. There was a reason why Travis Etienne was selected with the 26th pick in the first round. And there was a reason why James Robinson wasn't drafted. And the reason is speed. I think it is a little bit of a gamble over the last 10 games to not have James on the team. Uh, the other side of it is, and I, I've not talked in depth to any scouts on this team about how, how they feel intrinsically about James Robinson, um, but I don't know that they believe, okay, Travis gets hurt and you go with Hasty and you go with Snoop and you go with one other guy off the street. Um, I don't know that they believe that there is a mammoth, mammoth drop-off well, there's no in terms of how this team will perform doing that combination mm-hmm. as opposed to having James part of that combination. Then it's not much of a gamble. Yeah, so I, I, it, and again, I'm putting words in people's mouth, but this move indicates to me that that's how they feel about it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't know why else they would do it. Right. That's a big picture look at the current running back room for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we come back some this or that on Jaguars Drive Time. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with comparison shopping, cashback coupons, all in one. It's free. Try Price.com today. This or that. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, Wednesday morning, which means it's time for This or That, presented by Price.com. Brian had a fabulous This or That when we spoke about it. I was playing right into it. Yeah, you were prepared on Monday. You said, this is going to be my This or That on Wednesday, and you had to change it. Yeah, well, because I said um, James Robinson or Travis Etienne, Um, to which I thought it was an easy answer, Travis Etienne. Travis. Yeah, <laughs> right. Good. Okay, we're done. Um, and then Schlin texted me last night. It reminds me of what I had. And I was at dinner with friends, and I'd had a glass too many to wine. And, I mean, <laughs> I just wasn't. I, well, I'm just letting you know. I mean, it, I didn't say it was six. It was just one too many to come up with an idea until just now. It just he said, Schlin, not now. I'm busy. Not, not now. Please, not now. <laughs> uh, but I have one for you this morning. So I'm improvising here. There's no graphic. And that is simply, would you play in the trade market again? Or will you stand pat with the roster? And I don't necessarily mean trading away your players. I mean, if there's somebody that interested you, would you trade either way? Or are you standing pat with your roster? What is there, another week until the deadline? We're starting to see some movement around the league. Would you play again? Is there anything you want or anyone you think that you can get well, something for? It all depends on who's there. I mean, if... if uh... Well, in this theoretical situation, everyone's there. Okay, it, it, uh, I would like to trade a seventh rounder for Jamar Chase. Done. Great. Seventh okay. rounder. I like him. Okay. <laughs> I do too. I, I mean, that's point. sort of the, you know. I know your point. If I can get somebody to stretch the field, yeah. uh, but I don't, I don't really think you're getting big-time guy to stretch the field until the draft next year. Right. I think that's where they're going to try to get it. So uh, probably Stan Pat uh, because 
this team needs pass rush and it needs a uh, stretch the field guy. And I don't know that you get that on week eight. Yeah, you would question why are they available if they are available. And especially True. you, of course, know the salary cap very well. And from what I understand, from what you tell me, they are up against it. Could you be spending away draft capital for something you're not sure is going to work out? Well, you're, you're $3 million, roughly $3 million in cap space right now. And next year, you're $11.5 million over. If course, you keep everyone. Right. Yeah. And, of course, they won't. They'll they'll move some guys off, and they'll figure a way to get towards that. But you are tight to the cap this year and next. And um, with the understanding that after that, it's wide open, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have not pushed money out. They have specifically put themselves in this situation. So, And that's really the key, Brian. And as you know, if there was a guy, if, if uh, my guy Jamar Chase was available, <laughs> uh, they could make moves and make that work. But in order to do that, you got to push money out. And, and they're in a situation right now where, unless it's special, they don't want to get in that situation right. yet. Uh, that they certainly don't want to do it for average or for uh, plugging holes in the dam, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And am I this or that is also involving uh, Travis Etienne. Uh, the most important player other than 16 on this team, uh, 16 is Trevor Lawrence, Ashley. Yes. Uh, is uh, Travis Etienne. Or anybody else. Uh, I'm not saying Travis Etienne is the is the best player on this team other than Lawrence, although in the last two or three weeks you could make that case. But the most important in terms of how they run the offense, I think they showed you a little bit with the move how they feel about Travis. Uh, I'm not so sure he's not the most important uh, person on this team. He's the guy that I don't want to see get hurt mm-hmm. outside Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah, I totally agree. Because of the way the offense is functioning and the explosiveness. Are we just right. talking offense? No, well, it's pretty important. I get Trayvon Logan Walker. Cook's a big deal, but <laughs> no, no, we're, we're we're it's pretty important that Trayvon Walker uh, develop and and well develop. I mean, in terms of play and performance on the field, well, they need pass rush. I mean, they need plays on defense. There's no plays being made on defense. Right. Yeah, I guess it's pretty important. And he's physically impressive. I would think. He would be someone to consider that they could really use plays from right now. For sure. All right, my this or that, and this has brought up the conversation with the James Robinson trade, is some people, and I've been seeing this in articles and on social media, well, some people thought, well, James was going to be your guy. James was going to be your contract guy that you extended to keep here. So now that James Robinson has been traded to the New York Jets, and we all agree that most likely wasn't going to happen, who is your guy that you are extending? This brings up the conversation. Is it Josh Allen? Credit to Jawan Taylor that he is now in this conversation because he is. Or is it someone else? If you're going to pick, who are you extending to keep on this team? Who is it? Well, I would extend Juwan in this situation uh, because you already have Josh Allen on the fifth-year tag next year. Mm-hmm. He's on your cap for about $12.5 million. You can extend him. And, and postpone, right, delay the, the big balloon yeah. payment that he's going to get because $12.5 million will probably pay his bills next year. I would hope and, so. And as long as you guarantee the big money's coming, right, which they would, then you can extend him. So if you're looking to get clever, to get creative, Jawan is the guy you would do that with if you've decided that you want to keep him because you're in a good situation with Josh having opted in on the fifth year of his contract. Yeah, you nailed it in terms of timing. Uh I'm going to play really bad TV and, and beg off the question because I don't know. I mean, I love both these guys. Yeah. I, I hope they're both here for five years. I hope they both excel in, in, in the last half of the season. Uh, Josh is a tough signing right now because I think it's going to be big, big, big-time money. 
and it hasn't been big, big, big time performance, performance yet. Yeah. Uh, at times, but not big time consistent elite. Yeah. Uh, Jawan Taylor's done it for a few games. He, he's also right tackle, which as well as he's playing within the concept of your salary cap, you've already got Sheriff, you've already got Cam. Do you go big time right tackle? Some teams don't pay that much. Well, and you to have all offensive linemen, so a young player it's going to be Walker tricky. Little, yeah. So I'm, the question wasn't would you do it? You know, are these guys worthy of it? Is which one would you do? Yeah. Um, I'm with you on one. that. I, I'm with yeah, you I on you. that. I got you. I'm with you on that one. Um, I didn't think that Cam Robinson was worthy of you know the twenty million dollar a year contract, and they did it because they wanted to keep a good football player on their roster. Um, and that's and, the argument with both of these guys, and he, too. And he's played so, well. Right. Cam's played well this year. He's, I mean, he's, he's played well. He's worth the money right now. Um, there's 10 games left. Um, Josh needs to make plays, mm-hmm. not just for his contract, but for this football team. He's the guy on defense right now. He's the veteran. He's the pass rusher. They need to see it from 41 over the next 10 games. Mm-hmm. And here's the other dilemma with, with both of these guys. Both really good. I don't know that both are all pro. Right. At the same time, if you don't re-sign them, then you've already got some holes on your roster you're trying to fill in the offseason, and now you've got another one. So that's uh, – I don't know which way they'll go. That's why general managers make a lot of money because those are hard decisions. Let's put it this way. After 2023, there is no cap space issue, right? There's no cap space. I'm not talking about cash, right? Um, although Mr. Khan has always been willing to write the checks. <laughs> They have the room to sign the guys they want, to keep the players they want, Mm -hmm. if they make a good evaluation and decide that they're worth the money. All right, and that is This or That, presented by Price.com. When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some closing thoughts. FIS, advancing the way the world pays, banks, and invests. We're back, Jaguars drive time on a Wednesday. The Jaguars getting ready to head to London tomorrow afternoon to face the Denver Broncos. I just saw on Twitter that Russell Wilson is a limited participant in practice today. The Broncos headed to London on Monday, which is interesting, a different way to do things. But I feel like we've barely talked about this Well, we've done that. You know, I mean, we've gone over on Sunday. We've gone over on Monday. I mean, teams have a different way of doing it. And the Jaguars have gone on Thursday for so many years in a row now. They're not going to mess with it. Yeah, well, it's just a system that works for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Doug, I assume, got here and probably asked the logistics people, yeah. how do we do it? And they say, bam, 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 Here's bam. Here's plan. And yeah. fine. That's the way to do it. And uh, one thing before we close, uh, we've talked about why they got rid of James Robinson. I don't mean to minimize what he's meant to fans and what he did for two years. He was a good player on some bad teams mm-hmm. and always handled himself, I thought, pretty well in some tough situations. So for sure. I liked J-Rob. Yeah. I, I wish him well. We've been trying to explain why they did it. Uh, you know, that's not to say that he was not a valued member of this organization. And I get why fans were attached to him. I For get sure. why it's a tough day. Well, he was but, the most dependable player yeah. you had in 2020 and 2021. And he was the high note when you didn't have anything. Now, he may go up to New York and get 25 to 27 carries a game and pound out 100 yards, and people will go, what did— but he wasn't going to get that here. It's not the offense it, it, you're running. It's not the way. And I, and I think I, I'm developing this theory about what Doug is doing with this team this year. And I think that not going for it with 11 and a half minutes to play, going for the field goal and going mm-hmm. for it and fourth down instead, was part and parcel of what he's doing. 
He's building this team in his image, not him particular, but the kind of team that he wants, right? And he wants a team that's going to go for it on fourth and one with that much time left in the fourth quarter. He wants running backs who can explosively get down the field. That one long 49-yard run in the third quarter, James doesn't get that, right? That was made by ETN's quickness and vision and then speed. James had to have it blocked a certain way mm -hmm. for him to be able to create that kind of play. And I don't know that Hasty would have gotten it, but he would have had a shot. He would have had and a I'm better sure shot. That James at it. would have, and I think that's really what you're getting at is the, exactly right. He's doing this. Doug is is transitioning. This is not going to be the old Jaguars, which means some of the old Jaguars are not going to be here. Mm -hmm. He's building this team. He wants to win games this year. He can win games this year, but I don't think the ultimate outcome is this year's record. Right. It's not. No, it's we talk about the big picture. A hundred percent. And so he's willing to make trades like this because he understands where this thing needs to go. And there are people who come back and say, well, they're two and five. Shouldn't they play the productive running back? Uh, they're seventh in the league in total offense. Yeah. They're moving the ball. Um, running back's not the problem. Well, yeah. I mean, I get why people say, well, they're still losing. But, you know, I lean toward that production with the assumption that at some point they're going to start. They've lost the last two weeks because of defense. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. It is a tricky situation, but you both. It's not that tricky. Have it's cleared not, the air. It's not that tricky. <laughs> you just have to see it from a bigger, unemotional perspective, which is what these guys are paid to do. It's a business. Mm -hmm. This is not college football. Totally you can't true. grow too attached. Quarterback, yes. Everyone else, you have <laughs> to see. So. You have to see the big picture. Yes, and that is Jaguars drive time on a Wednesday. We will have drive time again tomorrow morning, talking much more about this Broncos game on Sunday in London, nine thirty tomorrow morning. We'll see you here.